I would like to begin the show today with a quick foreword from the previous head coach of the LSU Tigers national champion, state champion, city champion, parish champion, county and district champion, Coach Ed Ogeron. I am Coach O, bitch. And, um, well, you know, I'm a bit, I'm a bit in mourning, you know. I mean, the Saints suck. My, my former Tigers, LSU, they suck. Yankees suck. All my damn teams suck. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, it's bad, you know. I mean, uh, yesterday, the LSU gets torched, you know, I mean, 55 points. They didn't get their asses kicked. Defense looking up. You know, they got that offense out there playing good, playing real good. It's like them Saints before Allen came there as defensive coordinator. Don't get me started on uh, him coaching now, head coaching. But anyway, you know, it was like, you know, Drew Brees had to score, you know, 34 points just to be in the game. And I'm asking mean, else you. I mean, you score, you know, Daniels in that offense, they're clicking, they're scoring, you know, 50 points, and they're losing the goddamn game. That just don't make no sense, baby. And I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, let me start on them Saints, you know. I mean, come on. They don't, it, it, they could put Steve Young back there. They, they, they could put, you know, Peyton Manning. They could have the legs of Vic, the arm of uh, Josh Allen, Jamarcus Russell, you know, the uh, processing power, Drew Brees up there, all, you know, all in one kind of like hybrid, you know, like, like Serpentor back in the G.I. GI Joe cartoons when they, when they get the DNA from all them, uh, them generals and stuff, you know. You can have all that, you, you know, you bet you the best, you know, quarterback robot in the world. And it would still suck because that offense line still sucks. And, you know, we got that great defense with them Saints. We got a Super Bowl caliber defense. And we got uh, Danny Warfel back at quarterback. Or uh, Heath Shuler. Or uh, Billy Joe Tolliver. Or uh, Billy Joe Hobart. You know what I mean? I mean? That's what it reminds me of. It really sucks. And Coach O is going to dust off some of them bags. I got some of them old Swagman's grocery bags. I'm going to pull my head. And, you know, in honor of old Buddy D. Because we turn back into the Aints. And it ain't cool. And I ain't cool, Joe, bitch. Welcome to the Sunday Sickness. Here on the Sports Antelope, I'm your host, Danny Belts, here, bright and early. Sunday night, whatever that means. It's halftime in the Chefs game. What an insane last 10 minutes of that game. We're going to talk about that real quick. The week that was, of course, another ridiculous week. Danny Belts with the rebound. Walking into the most interesting card I think I have ever seen in my entire life. I have never really said that, and I say things like in history, and I throw in ridiculous things. Yes, we all know that's the case. This, I'm, I'm serious. I, you're going to have to explain to me a hundred games on this card. I don't understand, and we're going to start implementing take it if you don't want it because you're going to get the way better line. Look, we're beating almost 75% of these. We're going we're gonna to get into this tonight. Not going to be too long, but we're just going to have to talk about snagging lines that you don't necessarily even have interest in just knowing that you're going to get a better line on the other end. And you probably ask, well, great, what's that really mean if I don't want to play the game? I'll give you a prime example. There was a friend of mine in, in the Texas-San Antonio game that did not want Tennessee uh, two and a half, three weeks ago. But he knew that I was right about the 19 and a half being stupid. And there's no way that this number is real. There's no way this game kicks at 19 and a half. As a matter of fact, it's going to kick around 24. And that's what it kicked at. So they were off by almost five, five and a half points. All right, 23 and a half. That's absurd. 
Okay, so he gets the 19 and a half. Now, Tennessee scores first, and he decided he still kind of liked it. He held on to it. Tennessee's up 7 nothing to get the ball back. He's like, well, I'll hold on to it. If they score here, then I'll buy out. FanDuel's offering him a certain percentage. Now, they score again. He gets out of the bet on 200, makes like 85 bucks. didn't even want it. I understand. And yes, Tennessee covered. I understand what you're saying. Well, he lost money. No, he didn't. See, no, he didn't lose at all. Actually, he won. And when you go look at potential earnings from future gambling conclusions, take the money while you can. Take it from me. The idea being simple, we want to snag the best line now because we can nearly sell this back to FanDuel for more than which we purchased it. Think of it like that. Now, you're not gonna, it's not going to change your life, but there are several games here in which we're probably going to be talking about this. And, and it's going to be difficult for me to do that because if it's games I know we're not going to play, of course, we're not going to put it on the, on the page. But you need to follow what I'm doing here because there are ways to tick and tack nickel and dime places like FanDuel. Trust me when I say this. There are ways. I just put one up on the story a month ago of me throwing in a classic hedge in a situation where it's a massive parlay last leg. And there's no way FanDuel should have allowed me to do this at the time in which they did with the number that they gave me. It's outrageous. But in this instance, FanDuel is quick to give you more money than other apps as well. Almost like 6-7% as high as I've seen. DraftKings at the same line, DraftKings offers less. I don't know. FanDuel's model is more aggressive. They want to get you out. And I like that because that means we're profiting on the way out. Now, don't be confused with any of those when I'm talking about games we're going to put on the board for real, which there will be a very big distinction in my voice and when you go to Instagram. Speaking of, be sure and rate, subscribe, and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Sports Antidote. Hey, man, you're not doing nothing. Reach out, touch it, brother. Tell somebody. What do you know, pal? Tell somebody about the Sports Antidote today. Yes, go ahead and do that. And thank you for the interaction here. A couple guys there on the Instagram picking up a little steam there. Big episode last week. Big following. Our Midwest following. But I've been waiting for that to come around for some time. And it has been. The Chiefs are playing the Jets right now. I got a buddy of mine has the Jets over seven and a half points. First half. Team total. Plus 120, couldn't look any worse. Jets can't do anything. And then Mahomes, I don't know if you guys saw this, gets this random face mask in the end zone. It clearly was not in the end zone, but they gave him a safety. They get the ball, that was 17-2. Jets come down, kick a field goal, intercept Mahomes, score a touchdown. Crazy that they stack together all of these points sequentially like that. I wonder how that's possible. Oh, let me tell you right now. There's no way that's a safety. And then later on after the interception... Just to make things clear, they threw a horse collar that was not a horse collar. So there's two personal fouls resulting in approximately nine points. These are basically turnovers. And if this is not the NFL trying to keep this game respectable, to keep people to watch, to get the people watching and the Swifties, you're out of your mind if you think I'm crazy. The Jets are going to cover this. Listen, I'm doing this at halftime right now. They're down. They just missed a field goal. They're down by eight. I think they're going to win the game. I'm not recording this. I, I wish I could timestamp this now. The NFL clearly... These two penalties, even the announcers, you probably, you, if you're watching it, you know what I'm talking about. The NFL is on full-fledged, like, we cannot have the Jets be 2-2. Two and two, And whoever we're playing uh, can't have a blowout like last week with the Swifties. I will say this before we go forward. It is incredible what Taylor Swift is doing, and I know most people know this. But the fact that the NFL, who sh- does not deserve this at all, when it's a blowout and the only people watching are your junkies like me that have the under or something, it's a blowout. If you have the sides, it's over perhaps some live bets or second half, or you really liked one of these two teams, you're still going to have 18 trillion times your normal audience in a blowout because of Taylor Swift. It's unbelievable 
the NFL does not deserve this at all. Major League Baseball doesn't. The NHL does. And that's what I want Taylor Swift to do is go date a real man in the NHL. And we're going to be talking about a lot of hockey. I learned what icing was, homie. Look out. I don't have a team yet. But I'm going to have one soon because hockey is coming on this show. God damn if I had, I will learn. I'll be watching hockey all season. Ask me when it starts. Can't tell you. But I can t- actually, I saw a preseason game here. It might be started right now. So maybe it's a bad time to talk about that. But we're going to be doing some hockey on here. I just need to figure out still how to play. I'm not quite sure. Mr. Producer, you've allowed me to go on long enough. These people have stuck around for this ear bleeding instead. Are you going to do it? Are you going to make me wait? You head faking? Where are we going? Where are we going today? Anywhere you want to go, Mr. Producer, anywhere you want to go, the world is your oyster. This is in sync. Bye, bye, bye. I just played this on Instagram. Is that why you're doing it? No, pro- you, you don't think I can do this? I, I, oh, you gave me the instrumental. I, bye, bye, bye. I was going to do it. I did that earlier with Miami. Did you know? Not looking so good. We'll get into that in a second. Excellent choice, Mr. Producer. Oregon State, minus two. Laying the two at home. We knew this game was not going to kick. At two points. I told you this is a great example. Even if you didn't want Oregon, Oregon State, they score first, seven nothing. If you beat the line by on a kill number from two to four and a half is what you closed at. I mean, that's absurd. So you beat the line there. We could already profit if you wanted to get out of it. Oregon State dominated. Utah, still one of the best coach teams I've ever seen in my life. It is incredible what he what he Whittingham is able to do unbelievable things. To keep that team in that game basically all the way to mid-late third quarter with nothing. And that defense just keeps coming and coming and coming. That sounded really weird, but you know what I mean. Not as weird as UConn. UConn, 17-0 before the half. We're getting five. It closed. Got all the way down to three at some places. We lost that at the six and a half. End up beating a line by two points anyway when people realized that Danny Belts had UConn. Of course, that swung the entire economy on that. Everybody knows this. UConn. Before they had, had only given up one first down to Utah State. If you would have looked at this box score, you would have thought, wow, what a game. No, what a half. But before the half, Utah State hits Jim Moore Jr. with a 70-yard trick play annexation of Puerto Rico touchdown. And going into the half, you could say they used the momentum. At the end of the game, UConn is down seven with the football. This is unbelievable. Utah State having a 400-yard second second half. Do you even know what that means? That is ridiculous. That is outrageous. They're about one touchdown away. Can they get there? It's not going to help. We're right outside the cover. UConn gets us in the end zone. I'm looking at the drunk neighbor with confidence because I'm not watching the game. And I was like, and Jim Moore is going for two. And we're going to win either way because Moore Jr. isn't going to cuck and kick an extra point at home knowing that they're going to lose in overtime. And I look at the score. They went for two, didn't get it, and I won. Only to be told by the young Woken later, not so fast, they missed the extra point. How UConn can you get? And I'm glad they did because we won. So then we get into Tennessee laying the 12. Well, that game was kind of weird in the beginning. A big pick six before the half, before the first half kind of blew this thing open. They were never able to recover with South Carolina. Spencer Rattler, the minute this man sees controversy, especially in an away game, this is what happens. When people say he did it versus Clemson, they, they, they went down 7-0 in Clemson. It was a really weird 14-0. They were still moving the football. Adversity and him do not do well on the road. This was a, a, apparent. This is a glaring example of this. You cannot hang your coat on Spencer Rattler because of a couple good games versus Mississippi State and whoever else they played. He's really not as good as advertised. He will play. He will get drafted, of course. He's got a ton of skill. I'm just not sold on this man at all. I'm not saying you are. You should be. But the reason people were betting this team 
was solely because of Spencer Rattler, and that is solely nearly what lost you that bet with South Carolina. Uh, that is undoubtedly true. Tennessee scoring 41 points at the end there. Should have had way more than 41, but they get over the 37 and a half, so another win. We did not play the Navy. I talked about the over. It was the lock of the week. Went over 100. Didn't take the Navy. Put it on Instagram well before the game. No Navy play. Thank God it was a loser. Adding Tulane UAB over. Goes from 56.5 to close at 59.5. I get it at 58 on Instagram. Rowdy Bush calls out my ethical. He's basically saying I'm lying about the number. That's what he did. He lied. He told me it was 59.5 and, and told me, well, that's what you saw. That. Oh, that's what I saw that, pal. All right, don't tell me my own business. It's not my fault you got to it a little later. I don't know. I'm glad that everybody, I'm glad that some people won. 57.5 was at Pinnacle. I did the right thing by taking 58 on FanDuel. That thing must have went up immediately. And the game goes, it pushes on 58. Unbelievable. There was four turnovers inside the five. UAB had like 500 yards of offense with 20-something points. UAB scored on UGA and not on goofy plays. They get it down the field. These guys, Trent Dilfer has these guys humming right now. They can score. Tulane... Is Tulane's defense is extremely good. This is a team that held USC to no points for a, basically when they needed to at the end of that game. No touchdowns the last 10 minutes. They kept USC to a couple field goals. They did what they had to do. They, do de- they have defensive stands constantly. They did it to Kansas State two years ago. They do this all the time where they load up on their defense. And in this situation, they still easily should have hung 40 on Tulane. That is a very good defense. The same defense that held Ole Miss to next to nothing for three hours while their backup quarterbacks on the other side and UAB just ran right through them. We are absolutely coming back to them. Whoa, we have one we're doing right now, but not till we're done with this. Play of the year. Play of the year. Vanderbilt, Missouri. What a circus. 20, 20 points in the first half. No way this thing goes over. We needed a monster second half. It's not happening. And then Vanderbilt uncorked, scores two touchdowns. Missouri scores two, 28 points in almost 10 minutes of real time, not even game time. 1-0 in plays of the year, putting us at 19-13-1. But, oh, wait, Danny Belts had to get into the NFL. And here we go. Oh, I stay away from the NFL, Belts. I know what I'm doing in the NFL. We went over on Instagram, Minnesota, Carolina, over 46 and a half. I really did think that Carolina would do a little more. It was right there, except for the fact that nobody scored in the fourth quarter in the last four minutes of the fourth. So basically 20 minutes of no points after being right there. Both these teams, you know, 30-some points and nothing. So horrible play, but all in all, 5-1-1. One, and one. I think we'll take that every week. 19-14-1 on the year after another good week. From Danny Belts, let's talk about a few points I want to make on a couple games, and then we'll get into the plays to come. LSU Ole Miss, I don't know if you guys watched that game. Jaden Daniels had probably some, he had three passes in particular. It's three of the greatest passes in the history of football. And if anyone that watched that game knows what I'm talking about. Two of these back shoulder fades, one in double coverage where there is no wind. There is no window. I don't even know how this thing found the mouse hole. I mean, this is insane. And to have LSU just, just not be able to tackle a man and then had this fall back on certain areas of this team where it shouldn't be. I just, you had to be motivated to play defense, but you got to be motivated to tackle a man in a sport where the only way you're really going to get him down is to tackle him or push him out of bounds. 
and they really can't do either of those. Just a horrible game. I'll have the drunk neighbor touch up on that. UGA, Auburn, I don't know if you watched that. UGA did the same thing last year to Missouri. Auburn did almost the same exact thing. Overpressure the quarterback, hit the piss out of him, and they ran the ball right up the middle. Easily could have won that game. UGA not nearly as strong as they're going to sell you on that was their trap game. It's over with that. No, we all knew that was kind of the trap game, and they still almost lost because they're not that good. Okay, I mean, this is there really is no dominant team, and if it's Georgia, then I like anybody's chances. Uh, anyone's chance, especially after Washington almost cucked and lost first to Arizona. Thank God we stayed away from that. There's no way I'm laying all those points on the road. And the way. No, I don't even know how to do that. Thank God I just get away from that. Another reason why we do the leads the way we do, or the leans the way we do. I'll talk myself into it, talk it out of it. We'll post all through the week on Instagram story and uh, on the regular post, and then we'll have that, that, have that Thursday show. We'll have more Instagram updates as the week goes on. Again, I'll say it. If you don't have Instagram, go get it and just follow us. I mean, why not? I mean, you don't need to follow anybody else. You can just follow us, and that's it. And then you can lose all your money with me like will happen, like what will happen inevitably. Switch to the NFL real quick. Bills, Fins. So the Dolphins finally lost, gave up 1,000. Uh, I know most of us have seen that by now. The Buffalo Bills, 3-1, and one, and everyone's clamoring about the future. So we'll get to that in one second. And then the Chargers-Raiders. I don't know if anybody saw this game. The Raiders getting 6.5 points, 24-7 at halftime. And the Raiders... <laughs> somehow get the ball down to the three-yard line at the very end. It, never mind the fact that, like, they, this should be – should, Oakland should have won this game convincingly. I think, I think the Chargers fumbled five times and got them all back. Three of them were, like, in, within – like, in the red zone the other way. Like, would have gave Oakland the ball, you know, with a short field. Unbelievable. They get the ball all the way down to the three-yard line. First and goal from the three, going for the tie. Boy, if you're getting six and a half, this really sucks. They score here, you're probably good. And they throw it on first down where the rookie quarterback intercepted and my buddy loses. It was just awful. The play calling is so bad. What are you trying to do? Like, what is it like? Oh, the analytics say, the analytics say run it three times and then four times until you get a touchdown. I don't know. I wouldn't put it on the hands of this kid. It is really incredible how stupid some of these smart guys really are. Quick future update. So the Bills 3-1. and one. Yes, they're the greatest team of all times. Well, they haven't, again, that's the first playoff team they played. Look really good. I didn't think this is a game I needed them to lose. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, we needed them to be 2-2. Two and two, But I even said it. They were 3-1 and one out of September. We're kind of on schedule. Here comes Jacksonville this week. We'll be talking about that. This is the first team they've played that out of their division or someone else that's actually going to be going to the playoffs as well. They've just feasted on, on no ones, but they beat the piss out of these no ones. You can't just do that in the NFL unless you're a bad team. I didn't think it would be sputtering the whole time. The Jets loss was good, but this is coming. This is coming. If you have Buffalo under 11 and a half, or under the 10 and a half, and you would like to buy out of that like several people did the Ohio bet, or three people in particular, reach out to me on Instagram. I'll buy that off you right now, up to $200. Just show me the receipt. We'll talk. Bam, give it to me. It's over. And then I'll win the money. And then you wish you could have kept it. The Dolphins 3-1, and one, not much to say there. Seems like they're just a goofy team that's probably going to win 10 games. I don't know. Hopefully that's the case. Uh, Miami Hurricanes 3-0, not good. They got Georgia Tech this week, probably going to be 4-0, beating up on A&M. We're going to find out a lot about them when they get into the thick of this ACC schedule, but I am looking to get out of that. Only on the financial side, clearly we're taking a big fat L, and I'll have to do a rendition of do your shame hang low with myself. You all should be looking forward to that and adamantly rooting for Miami to put that into motion. Missouri 4-0, big surprise here. For, not really a big surprise. I mean, I'm not surprised they got out. It's how they got here. They're scoring. Their defense is terrible. But they're 4-0, and their, their season total is 6.5. I have to think that this is, a, you know, this is going to be there at the end. They play LSU this week. We'll be talking about that. That's a weird game for both teams for sure, but this looks good. Iowa's 4-1, 8.5. The only game 
Really, Iowa would have won. Penn State's the only game they weren't favored. How Iowa is this, though? How Iowa is this? Losing basically the whole game to Michigan State, and they're down by 13 or down by, I forgot what they're down by, three or something late. Yeah, three. Iowa kicks a field goal, ties it. Yeah, ties it. Then forces a punt with like five minutes left, returns a punt. Now they're up by seven. Gets And then kicks a field goal to win by 10. They had 200 yards and won by 10. This is the most Iowa win of the year. We are totally back on schedule with Iowa. Everybody looked horrible. They looked terrible. This is exactly what we want. They looked almost as bad as it did versus Penn State, but they won the game. They have a huge game this week versus Purdue. If we win this game, I am so positive we will win this bet, but that is one that I knew coming in was going to be tough, and it's only three and a half. Ohio is three and one. Uh, their last game coming off a of bye this week, two weeks ago versus Bowling Green. Took care of them, 31-0 in the first half, then they packed it in. Rourke, 14 for 16, 200 yards, three touchdowns, all in the first half. They barely threw in the second. Ohio is on schedule. Iowa State last. Uh, they beat Oklahoma State at home. They beat Oklahoma State by a touchdown at the very end. The worst team nearly in the P5, almost. Oklahoma State right there with like Stanford, maybe Arizona State, a couple other teams. Vanderbilt's terrible now apparently, but what we're looking at here with Iowa State this is kind of where I thought they'd be. They beat Northern Iowa by 10, big deal, and they barely get past Oklahoma State. They lost to Ohio. That was the big one, and they are not going to win six games. We'll, we'll be following them, but don't let – oh, they have two wins? Well, yeah, okay. Oklahoma State, they should have lost that game. Had they lost that game, boy, we would have been, we would have been in the binny early. But we're not yet. There's always a little sweat. Mr. Producer, what you got for me? Whatever you got, whatever you got. I'm very versatile in the way of the molly. What we got? You going Standard. We're going standard. Turn it up. Turn my headphones up. Standard. No problem. Where are we going here? We got some NFL games we're going to talk about. There are so many games on this board that I am just confused. And I mean that in the sense of like confused, like a 13-year-old boy who's being pushed into hormones by his far left-leaning parents someplace in North California who wants to chop his dick off and be a girl. That's no problem. You can do that. But this is the same type of confusion I'm looking at with this type of board. Western Kentucky plays Louisiana Tech on a beautiful Thursday night game. How do I love those so much? Thank God I stayed away from the Middle Tennessee State over last week. What a disaster. Again, staying away from losers is a win as far as it goes with me. Western Kentucky, La Tech. Western Kentucky looks pretty dominant still in their weight class, especially defensively. La Tech, (coughs) nothing impressive. At all with Louisiana Tech. Nothing. And yet, it's only six and a half. There is no way that kicks at six and a half. No one's going to be betting Louisiana Tech. Why is that so low? This makes me want to take another favorite in a spot where I never would. It seems to be working out. We're going to come back to that game. Kansas State laying ten and a half at Oklahoma State. Here we go again. I can't get away from Oklahoma State and how bad they are. They can't stop Iowa State. Iowa State scored 33 points on this team. They won't score 33 points in conference the rest of the season right now. That's how bad this offense is. This team is going to get mollywopped. The only reason I'm not taking this now is because of this goofy-ass injury report and how they're going to cuck hard over there with that and that guy. So we're going to have to look at this. This thing gets to 11. I'm firing it right now because... I, you're gonna. Ha- I, I call, call, call. I call. I, I have a pair. I have a pair of threes. I have nothing. Look, this five over card. You, what, you got aces? No, you got no. Okay, I win. Cause that's what I feel is gonna happen. I call. Uh, it, it might go on the record. I let. Uh, let me stop doing the improv on the record. Good chance we'll be coming back to that. Nebraska goes to Illinois. Illinois is so bad. Oh man, I'm so glad I stayed away from Illinois. Nebraska isn't that bad. They really aren't. 
I was waiting for this game to come out, thinking about the line, and said, you know, if Illinois is a six-point favorite, I'm going to stay away from this game, but I'd be loving Illinois here, but that's probably a bad look. It should be close to a pick, but you put it at a number. There's no way I can get away from it, and we're doing this on the record. Right? No, we're not doing it on the record. I almost talked myself into it, but Nebraska's getting three and a half points. Nebraska is a better football team. I don't understand how this is at three and a half. I really don't. Illinois can't stop anything. The problem with their defense is, unlike last year, they're not even good versus the run this year. And I talked about how undersized they are for Illinois. They are undersized. It's very strange. Not a classic Dilma Illinois team. There's no speed in that secondary. There is just no way. I don't, I don't understand this line at all. And I'm not saying Nebraska is a world beater. But you know what? Since we're here, we have a Nebraska following. On the record, Nebraska plus the three and a half. Give me the Huskers. Give me the Huskers on the Sunday sickness. Oh, God bless America. I'll take them all the way out there as we go into Illinois getting the three and a half. On the record, let's keep the train moving. LSU goes to Big Mo, Missouri. Six and a half point favorite is LSU. I don't know how anyone in their right mind can take LSU laying anything, anywhere. The last time LSU went out here, they cucked during the COVID season and couldn't score a touchdown on four tries from the four-inch line. It was an embarrassment right after they win the national championship to go, oh, that was two years after, I believe. Actually, I don't even remember. It's all a blurry coach show after the big one. 61 and a half is the total. I, yeah, again, man, I... LSU team totals. The drunk neighbors said this team would average four. They, they average almost 50 now. God, I mean, it's incredible. And they can't stop me. We're coming back to that. Boston College. Boy, I like this quarterback. I like Boston College's offense. I've never said that in my life. This kid reminds me of that white, you know, remember Dungy from Syracuse? Doesn't matter what color any quarterback is, but this kid was white. Doesn't matter what color the ball, well, he might identify as anything. It doesn't matter. But Army can't really stop much right now, and I've watched them pretty closely. I, I like what Army's doing. They're throwing the ball a lot more. 52.5 seems a little low. 4.5 may be too many. I have no play on this game, but I am almost absolutely certain, unlike Navy last week, we are going to be on this one to some capacity. Circle that one. Oklahoma, Texas, in the river run, ritty, red, ridley, shooty, duty, duty. Never at night, never in the morning. Is it in the morning? I haven't watched this game in 100 years because it's about as irrelevant as anything else that happens in these stupid rivalries on neutral fields, like a bunch of cucks that are about to play in a few weeks somewhere. And where do they play again? Atlanta, when they play in the big Jacksonville. And the big cocktail party, it's the cocktail party. It's a bunch of losers. There's a be. How can there be more losers in one place at one time with a bunch of Georgia and Florida fans just destroying humanity and spreading whatever next thing of COVID these two people? Ground Zero was not in Wuhan. If it wasn't in Gainesville, it was most definitely in Athens, homie. Go ahead and tell Dr. Fauci I said that. Or put in Kennedy's next book. You figure it out. Texas is getting five, laying five and a half. I don't know how good Oklahoma is, guys. I really don't know. I mean, it was opened up at four and a half. Now it's at five and a half. I have no idea what I'm doing here. But I don't know how we're going to be getting away from probably Oklahoma here. With that being said, we probably won't play it. But I just don't understand, even though how dominant Texas has been, I don't think they're going to have this easy time moving the football. I don't see a lot of points here. That's a game of note for sure. Texas-San Antonio, speaking of which, what did I say? Here they're coming off a bye. I'll fade this team all day. They're a double-digit favorite again in Northville. They're going to Temple. They're going to Temple. I'm going to make some phone calls to some of my buddies out there. Yeah, and I still got some friends up there. I'm going to tell them we need at least... 17.5 muggings for UTSA prior to this game starting. 
Tell him I need 18 plus muggings, homie. Hard muggings. Uh, I mean, I want the wallet and the eye socket. Both. So I'm be working on that. While I'm working on that, tell me how we're not taking UTSA minus 12. And now this has got to be the stupidest line on the planet. Either Temple wins this game outright to lose by 1,000. How is UTSA still a double-digit favorite on the road? I do not know. We're going to have to come back to that game. Wazoo getting three and a half at UCLA. Here comes the Pac-12 circus. And let me say, the Pac-12, in my opinion, might be the best conference in football. Certainly the best to watch with Utah without their best quarterback. USC not even being in the top four, in my opinion. Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State. These teams are so solid. The Pac-12 is back. It's a shame they're breaking up that party because the football is awesome. I don't know how you, they're getting three and a half points, but I know one thing. I'm not getting caught in this one. I didn't even look at the total. I'm putting this on here to tell you don't bet this game. But there's a great chance we are going to be for many reasons. I really believe that even though I never gave up, but just didn't check one game and thought he was out next to the drunk neighbor because they took him out one play because his helmet fell off, that Cam Ward could be that guy we thought he can. And this is a tough defense to do this against, especially the way that UCLA comes after a guy like Cam Ward, the same thing they did last year. This guy really suffers with those in any type of blitz that gets in and he goes out. He's not a speedster like that. It doesn't end well. We'll see. Circle that game. Texas State, the Bobcats go to ULL. The drunk neighbor will be in the first row for this game. <coughs> His alumni, the Lu Louisiana University, the Raging Cajuns are going to be playing Texas State. Texas State with the 10th highest ranked offense in the country. That kind of means nothing, but they are putting up 500 yards a game. ULL right behind them with 452 yards per game. 66 and a half is too low. I don't know. I've watched, two, I've watched these teams play, Texas State especially. I, I, they have to lead the country and play some scrimmage, minus the one goofy game versus Texas San Antonio. It's just watching. It's like watching a crack rock, man. These dudes just do not stop. It is unbelievable. That made no sense like watching a crack rock. I imagine a crack rock just stays there. Perhaps a crackhead is what I meant to say. I don't know. North Texas goes to the Navy. Here we go, the Mean Green. Navy's favorite again. Look at this. Five-and-a-half-point favorite, 60-and-a-half. There's a very good chance we're going to be taking this over. The Navy's throwing it like the Army now. They can't stop anybody. Boy, this is great. The word's not out yet, but kind of, because that's a high total. Bama goes to Texas A&M. Oh, this is great. Alabama, the three-and-a-half-point favorite over there at Aggie. I can't wait to not bet this game, and you probably can't wait to not either. But if you do, just go ahead and take Bama. It's way easier to lose with them than backing that ridiculous Petri dish in Texas. You don't need to do that to yourself, so don't. We're probably not going to come back to this game. I just thought that would be kind of funny. Notre Dame. Goes to Louisville. I don't understand what's going on with Louisville. Prior to that NC State game, they were scoring a rack of points. How are people excited to bet Louisville in this spot? How is anyone going to take Louisville in this spot? I'm telling you right now. If you wanted to get Notre Dame at 7, be my guest and go sell that back to FanDuel for 15 20% of that bet when they score first because there's no way this kicks at 7. No one's excited for Louisville. We'll probably come back to that one somehow. I don't know. Impressive win by Notre Dame over Duke. That's a signature win for them so far. They look to be pretty good. Arkansas goes to Ole Miss, 11.5 point favorite. Who is going to be betting Arkansas in this spot? We just saw Ole Miss not bring on their punter the entire football game, I felt. Arkansas can't do anything versus A&M, whose defense is suspect even when it's fully loaded, as they like to call it. Doesn't mean a damn thing. That team is garbage. We all know it. How on earth is anyone betting Arkansas? We might take Ole Miss. And just go ahead and sell it back. I don't know. I think they win by 1,000. I don't care what they did to LSU. I just don't understand why. It's 14 and a half. You have to make this look. This has to be over three possessions. 
You're not gonna make someone like me. You, no one is looking at the underdog here. This is so, this is ridiculous. Get anyone in here that knows anything about this from previous years, odds makers themselves, I don't know, explain this one to me. How are you not gonna make this a three possession classic minimum open 14 and a half? 11 and a half does nothing for me, especially because Ole Miss will go for two a thousand times anyway. All the proxy, the analytics are off. And whoever pulled this one in is wrong. This has a 0% chance to kick at 11 and a half. I can tell you that right now. Texas Tech's going to Baylor. I can't believe Baylor won. I don't know how they won. Texas Tech seems to be getting together. One and a half point dog at Baylor. Uh-oh. Oh, Danny Belts loves these. I can't wait to lose this game. I think we get more than one and a half, but I think this thing may go the other way. This could be one of those weird values. Cincinnati, BYU, part two. Keep a look at this one. Two NFL and one more future college that's going on the record right now. These are the NFL for coming week, not on the record. Jacksonville getting five and a half at Buffalo. Buffalo's finally going to get a real defense up in there. I think five and a half is too many. I don't know who's excited to bet Jacksonville. Everyone's excited to bet Buffalo. Five and a half is the goofiest opening line I've talked about. You can have in pro football. It really is. Draws me right to the dog every time. As does anybody that thinks they know what they're doing like I do. Thinks. Keyword there. No way we're not taking Jacksonville. Five, five. We may take them now, but I think we'll get six into the NFL. Five and a half and six. A light year. Let's see what that one does. And the Rams. Same thing. Rams. This time. Not on the road like Jacksonville, but at home. Five and a half first, the Philadelphia Eagles. Five and a half. The Rams look pretty good. I don't know about that. But who's excited to bet the Rams? Everybody just bets the Eagles like my youngest brother. First half team total. I think he's batting 980 on that. <laughs> it's absolutely outrageous. But on the record right now, October 21st, what did I say last week? There's no way Penn State kicks over seven and a half at Ohio State wasn't a great, still crazy statement, but now it's six and a half. We should have snagged that then, but we are snagging this now. And if this is a worse line, so help me God, fine, I'm fine with it. Because Penn State's probably better than Ohio State. This is not because of me seeing them beat Iowa. I mean, they looked incredible. The defense did. First an inept, very banged up offense. This is probably the best team in that conference. It looks to be the case. Six and a half, way too many. On the record, I'm lying up at Franklin right now. FanDuel finest. It's a future wager during the season. We don't do these till the season begins nearly or the ones we talk about, but this one's getting interjected. I'll have it on <coughs> Instagram. 1021 Penn State plus six and a half over there at the shoe. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Sunday sickness is just, this is so much fun. It does so much for me. You just have no idea. I hope it does suffer you too. Like get you revved up to have your wife change the locks. You know what I'm saying, right? Cue it up, Mr. Producer. It's time to send us home here. Oh, I like it. Love it. Thanks for joining the Sports Adelote here with your boy Danny Belts on the Sunday Sickness. I believe this is the fourth. It's been incredible. Be sure and rate, subscribe, and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Sports Adelote. Reach out, touch your brother. Tell somebody about the Sports Antelope today. 19-14-1 versus the spread. Tell you peoples about the show. You know they'll listen. Keep it real, Anadotions!